And I still think that it's valuable to pay for mentorship or to pay to be in groups of people who are real estate investors if you don't have that kind of circle. And I think we still do that now, right? We pay for coaching and, mm-hmm. you know, mastermind groups and things like that now because while the levels may change, being surrounded by people who are doing either what you want to do or what you aspire to do is still important. Right. Hey guys, this is Aisha Shelton. And this is Kevin Shelton. Welcome back to Major Real Estate. Welcome back to another week. It is another week. It is. So this week, what are we talking about? Your network and your net worth. No. Is that it? I thought it was your <laughs> real estate network is your net worth. That too. <laughs> That's at least how you explained it to me. That is. No, I'm I'm actually super excited about this topic because um, this morning, I had the pleasure of visiting some of our good friends' office, and uh, I was just so proud. I was like, man, our friends are, like, the people we eat with, we're all on the same, like, level of ascending and, you know, really solidifying our businesses, and it's super exciting to see because as we all grow, I just think about the future, right? So um, surrounding yourself by excellence and, and you know, excellent group of professional people changes your whole dynamics of your business and you can bounce things off of each other to make your businesses better. I agree. Um, but let's, let's start with our started from the bottom. Now we hear story. Um, okay. This is kind of for people who are, they know they want to invest. How many gotcha. times do we, do we meet people that say they want to invest or they want to be an investor or they want to be a developer or they want to flip houses um, what does the network look like for, you know, someone that's just starting and how do they build that? If they don't know anyone who is in that space, where do you start? Okay. So I guess the easiest way to get there is kind of backtrack our story, right? So when we were dating and we decided to go into real estate, we had a very different social group at the time. We had a very different professional network you were part of organizations that were like business professional organizations. Um, so our lives didn't reflect real estate. Mm-hmm. They reflected whatever our lives were at the moment. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so as we made the decision to get into real estate and then, you know, eventually transition it into a career, we selectively changed our, our network and who we spent our time with. So started going to networking events I remember we joined one of the Houston real estate clubs that was super BS, but at the time. Was it BS? I don't do that. I don't know that it was BS. It was the the RIA, RIA, real estate investing. It was the, the Houston RIA. The yeah, Houston but, RIA. Well, it's not that it was super BS. It's, it's like a shark trap. It's a good start, though. Okay, okay. It's a good start. So, so he's right. We did not have the network of people around us who are real estate investors or, you know, flipping or whatever. And I feel like that it was a, it was a good introduction. Into, it was, it was definitely that. It was a good introduction into real estate investing. And so obviously their larger play was selling their program. Mm-hmm. Right. But you were around people who actually did real estate. Yep. Um, you heard about their experiences 
and it was a network. That's it true. was a network. That's true. Um, and you can go there every week. Or... They hosted events every week. They hosted um, a mixer. I think there was a portion of it where you were. It was networking. Yeah, it was a portion where that was for networking. And then the other portion was for education, right, where they would have a panel. And so that's where we got our start. We started at the Rio. Yeah. And it was one of the. So here was the catch. There was the room for all the newbie folks who just got, you know, came for free. And then there was the big dog room with yes. all the people who really doing it. So your goal is to get to that other room with room. the people with the money and the people with projects and stuff. Yep. Um, and we were in that room quite a bit, but. In the big dog room? Because mm -hmm, we paid for the VIP, whatever, whatever. Yeah, there were different levels, mm -hmm. right, that you could pay for. That's how we ended up in the big dog it was room. A, it, was, it was interesting, right? But I feel like it was a good introduction. Um, no, it was. That's but true. our most, our, I guess the most valuable education we had came for free. That's true. Um, and so that was nice. However, you may not always have that opportunity. And I still think that it's valuable to pay for mentorship or to pay to be in groups of people who are real estate investors if you don't have that kind of circle. And I think we still do that now, right? We pay for coaching and, mm -hmm. you know, mastermind groups and things like that now because while the levels may change, being surrounded by people who are doing either what you want to do or what you aspire to do is still important. Right. All right. You know, if you're a millionaire and you want to be a billionaire, you can pay for the, the rooms to be in the rooms with billionaires. If you, you know, a not a nair. If a not a nair. If you're a hundred air, a thousand air, you know, know yeah, you want to be a millionaire, you hang out with the exactly <laughs> you pay to hang out with millionaires. The easiest way for you to access that level of wealth is to be around those people who are doing those things. I mean, even from the the ideas, the conversations, the levels of conversations that those folks have is just much different than your average everyday folks. You know, when we were um in professional circles. It was, how do I get raises at my job? How do I, you know, negotiate my salary? How do I? And we we did those things. You know, we taught business classes and Toastmasters and all these amazing professional organizations that were geared towards building our careers, working professionally before we transitioned to, okay, we want to do this real estate thing. But even our conversation changed, right? Because True. when we were first investing, we were sharing what we knew with other people um, and we were W-2 employees. And so we did, we talked about how to get the raise and yep. you know how to move up in your career. And then when we spent more time with you know investors, then our conversation changed, our angles changed. And so our ambitions changed. Our ambitions changed. It, it yeah. increased, right? So, you know, when people say, hey, I want to get in, in, I want to get into investing, and they come to me, my first thing is find a group of people who are investors, right? And I'm not just talking about a single person. It's not just me. Don't yeah. don't look to spend time with me. Find the group that fits you best. Yeah, because at the end of the day, you still have to fit with the people around you. Mm -hmm. There's people who do the same thing as you, who ain't going to naturally be your friends, but you might occupy the same space. Mm -hmm. So it's important to find that that social group that you also mesh with, yeah. right? And the people who you can learn from uh, and the people that you'll ultimately feed. It's, it's funny. I always tell the story of I never wanted to be a full-time entrepreneur. I did that when I was 19. And... For me, it represented fear and, and risk and scary. I was like, 
oh, I don't want to do that again. It wasn't until, you know, we got together and started investing in real estate that even the possibility of going back into entrepreneurship full time became a thing. And it was from the conversations and the, the people we were around where it was a normal culture. It wasn't like, so I don't feel it's not taboo, out of right? place. Yeah. It's normal. You know how I'm right now the new. The new tagline is normalize, insert you know, phrase <laughs> here, you know, normalize luxury, normalize. And truly what it does is when you find yourself around a group of people who are investors or who are in real estate, it normalizes those things. It normalizes those conversations. When you talk about, oh, I made $15,000 profit on a project or we are going to make $60,000 on this project. If you're not around people who do that normally, then that's kind of sticker shock. Like, oh, my God, that's a lot of money. Right. Um, but if you are around people who do that normally, then it's like, oh, good deal. Or how about I lost thirty thousand dollars on a project yeah. or I lost ten thousand dollars on a project. And if you tell that story to people who are not in those circles, they're going to instill the fear. Oh, yeah. And, and the I, naysay and I the doubt. I definitely see that being a real thing. I think that if we shared our losses with folks. That would be. <laughs> we can go on a speaking tour. <laughs> look, look. We can go funny. on a speaking it's, tour it's sharing funny. our losses. Jeremy and told wins. me that. Our he he told me once, he's like, man, people pay to hear about your losses. And I was like, yeah, no, nah, I ain't ready to share that. You yet. know what? Yeah. I, I, people would pay to hear about our losses. And I don't think we're quite there yet. No, but I cannot ain't. wait to tell the story. It's a good story. But here's the thing. Here's the thing about it. And here's where you're 100% accurate. In that journey, right, it would be it would be shocking to folks who go to work every day and, and you know, get their paycheck and a 4% raise and all this other stuff that we lost basically the equivalent to somebody's salary on a project, let alone, you know, many losses across the board. Absolutely. But for the people in the right circles, I remember when I was talking to um, one of our real estate mentors, and I was like, man, I lost money on this project and this didn't go out well. He's like, oh, man, you're on the right path. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, oh, this is great. And I'm like, what do you mean it's great? But he he was saying, you're on the journey to success. Yeah. Uh, but you have to go through these losses to get the lessons <laughs> to get successful. Yeah. But if you never go through the losses, you never get the lessons. And it wasn't until he told me that that I felt better. You didn't feel about, better. I, I, I didn't feel better. I did feel when better. When you're going through a loss. I no, no, no. I'm talking about after the fact. Yeah, sure. Like on the other side. Yeah, yeah. It. I'm not talking about <laughs> in the moment of the loss. I'm saying after talking to him, it made me feel better to go, number one, I'm not alone. True. Somebody else has Boom. been through this. And number two, that it's a part of the process. Here's one. Go. Normalize loss in real estate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because everybody puts in these wins yeah. right here. Listen, normalize loss in real estate. Because it's a thing. It is a thing. It's a part of it. It just as and much it doesn't as you mean win, you end. It doesn't mean you die. It doesn't mean like you, you don't. Ha you shouldn't. Yeah. Loss shouldn't mean stop. Okay. So if you are at the point in your real estate investing career where you are at a loss, keep going. <laughs> it's not over until you stop. And that's I think I feel like what we learned is that it's not over until it stops. And so when your network is having these kind of conversations, yep. it becomes normal. So you really have to surround yourself with people who are having these experiences, have had these experiences, because you cannot talk about this to your parents 
or your friends because you they will have you feeling like the low 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 low. Now and see the funny thing is, or that you're crazy. Oh, uh, that's true. Definitely make you feel crazy. Yeah, because sure. I mean it sounds crazy. No, like it does. what you it lost does. thirty thousand dollars and you want to keep doing this? That's crazy. So so here's the funny thing about that though, in the in the moments of the loss, right? Like that that it's almost like a switch. It's like uh flight or fear fear flight or whatever mm-hmm. and you go oh i gotta quit this and that's when you should dig in right um and in construction there's a point in a project it's like the point of no return right it's like right when you're breaking the ground on a foundation now you could stop there you could sell the land you could you could back out mm-hmm. but once you pour that slab you win it it's like a a marathon, you know, a half marathon, you seven miles into a 14 mile race. Either way, it's seven miles back. So you have to dig in to go forward because if you just go backwards, it costs you just as much as going forward. It don't make sense. Yeah. But I mean, it truly matters, um, especially when you're going through stuff like that. And I feel like we had, we did, we had people around us that had been through that before, Mm -hmm. you know, had been through loss before. And, they encouraged us, yep. right, um, to keep going, and it really was normalized. Like yep. it was normal. Like yeah, this is a part of it. And I'm like, what? And that's a hundred percent a credit to our network, yeah. because at the time we were, I mean, and we're still completely surrounded by folks mm-hmm. in our in our you know industry or whatever. Sure. So it it was it wasn't easy to go through it. But it was easy to feel comforted by seeing all these other people who are still surviving 20 years in, 15 years in, you know, 10 years in who've been doing this every day. And they go, oh, yeah, you'll be all right. Next year will be a better year or (laughs) this will be whatever. And you'd be like, but how am I going to live till next year? It's like, oh, you'll make it. And now that, you know, we're we're on the other side of a lot of things. It's like, oh yeah, you can make through that. No, I'm, I'm ready to tell I'm telling somebody. People, <laughs> I'm ready to tell somebody now. I'm you me, can make oh, it. you can survive. They'd be like, no, no, no. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. This is a great part. It's <laughs> <laughs> not funny. It's funny. It's um, funny hindsight, now. <laughs> hindsight is hilarious, um, and vision is definitely 2020. But let's talk about you know knowledge. How mm, your okay. network brings brings you the knowledge, right? For sure. So my dear old husband here was like a single man's game, not single, like single without a wife, but he always tried to figure things out on yeah. his own. And I was always like, get a mentor, find yeah. somebody to, and he was like, no, I can figure this out. I got this. I can do it. Here's um, a disclaimer. You cannot. you could beat you your can. head up against the wall if you want to. There's easier ways there's to do it. Not that you can't figure it. it out. You can. But it's real hard. And there's cheat codes out there. It is. It is. And so when you are surrounded by people who do this, they can give you that code, that cheat code, right? So you could spend $1,500 learning a lesson or somebody can part three words Mm -hmm. and you you don't have to spend $1,500. And so, again, making sure that you're surrounding yourself with people who do real estate because I don't know how many times I've heard in this market that we're in right now. Well, my my mom said it wasn't a good time to buy a house, uh, ma'am. So, funny story. Does <laughs> your mom sell real estate? <laughs> funny story. I was in the bank, and I got into this interesting conversation. Now I walk around in Park Street gear all day, and guy asked me, "Oh, well, what do you do? You know, I'm building real estate." Da 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 da. 
So that's when he proceeds to tell me about his coworker who told him it's not a good time to buy. Or he said it's not a good time to be in real estate or something like that. And this was like right before the market got super hot. This was like last year. So I'm like, no, it's a good time to buy, you know, whatever. So then the coworker walks up. He's like, no, because I this and that and this. And I had one question. Have you ever bought a home? No, I ain't never. I'm, <laughs> I'm just watching the market right now. Oh, okay. As somebody who buys and sells houses for a living mm-hmm. and somebody who ain't never bought a stick of gum. A stick of gum, no. I'm just saying. <laughs> like, bro, don't tell me about it, no real estate when you ain't bought no real estate. Trust the, it, with that being said, trust, trust the experts. Trust the people who are doing it instead of the people who are writing about it, heard about it, saw it on Facebook, Their saw mama's cousin, somebody bought a saw house. Saw a meme on in a Instagram that said, you know, X, Y, and Z. Such and such has a t shirt that says real estate and money, and now they a real estate investor. Yeah, so tr- trust the people who are the experts. And really, if we're going to talk about normalizing something, Social media needs to really normalize like the trials and tribulations, and I think we all could learn from that. I'm just talking about in general, no, even in as general, a real I don't estate know if that's agent. Gonna happen though, because social media is so much cap. Yeah, I know, but that's what I'm saying. People want to relate to people, mm, gotcha. and I think that it's very relatable, even as a real estate agent. Like I have my trials and tribulations, but if you look at my timeline lately, all you see is me winning awards and being, you know, not being acknowledged as top producer within my brokerage, but there's not, there's been times where it has not been that easy, but it looks really glamorous. It, it ain't that easy. easy now. It ain't just times where it's the, you said times where it hasn't been that easy. It's not easy now. Every day we work really hard. We just enjoy what we do. We work mad hard and we're always working. Not all the time. I don't work hard all the time. I work hard all the time. You don't. That's not true. Cap. When do I work? When do I not work hard? Call Cap when you see Cap. Cap. <laughs> when do I not work hard? Kevin, you don't work hard all the time. That's that's even that normalized acting like everything's not hard work. Like, oh, this is hard work. Sometimes stuff is easy. Normalize that. I'm not going to argue with you on the podcast. Okay, because that's not what the people came for. All right, darling. Now you mad. I'm not mad. You deflated. I'm not deflated either. Okay, so tell me more about this network. <laughs> <laughs> You're so extra. You know, I I I low key love hate the fact that people see our whole ass relationship on podcast. Yeah. Um because these are the real conversations that we have. And I, years ago, Aisha used to be like, people really need to hear this. They need to hear us have these conversations. And this is what these conversations go like. So when y'all see us back and forth and spatting and whatever, it's the same way in the car. Same way in the bed. That's true. Whenever we're around people and we have a, a marital disagreement, I go, uh, you know we married, right? So please excuse us <laughs> for the mm. moment. But this is what it looks like to be married to your spouse and to do business with your spouse every day. And Sit across from your spouse. In sometimes your it can be a, health, a healthy exchange. It's not unhealthy. For the most part, it's a healthy exchange. Yeah, it's not unhealthy. I love you, darling. Cap. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, love no. me today. No, I'm I'm married to you. I like you every day. I know, and I love you every day too. I know, you do. And you be getting on my nerves, but I still love you. That's marriage. You know, God gave you a soothing balm to make everything. Oh God. <laughs> now that's cap. 
That's Kev. I'm just, I, that was lame. I don't know. That was a dad joke. All right, moving on. Um, anyway, network. I think that's it. I don't know if we have nothing else. I mean, okay. So, sum it up. Let's get some summation points. Okay. All right. So, surround yourself with people who are going where you want to go or who I are already there. I have something else to say. Oh, we'll say what you got. I just wanted to say how your network can give you access to things that everybody doesn't have. That's real. Also, going to ask you to tell a story about that. Like what? Like, you know, a person who has a good deal on, I don't know, windows, and not everybody has that good deal on windows, but because you know the right people, you can get a good deal on your windows. Deal? I don't know if that's a good. Uh, Why? I don't know if you're telling the story in a way that makes sense, but I can tell the window story if that's what you're alluding to. Okay. So, Okay, I'll tell the window story. There's a window shortage. There's a window shortage currently. You know the right people? You can get windows too. That's not necessarily true. So anyway, so I have a, a connection with other builders like me, and we work collaboratively to make things happen for each other. So with there being a window shortage, if somebody found some windows or somebody has a supplier who they're working with who has windows, you know, we can leverage those relationships. So this particular situation, um, the window supplier that I've typically worked with who I don't do credit with, my builder friend does credit with. So uh, when they cut off all supplies and said, hey, we're only dealing with our credit accounts, he said, well, hey, you can order through my credit account, no problem. Great. Even though the supplier came back and said, we're not gonna do orders at all, and then we all ended up having to find somebody else. But that goes back and forth. So when I found a person who was able to take my window order, I gave that information to him so that we can all go forward together. So it's the power of the network. It's the power of the network. I, I didn't want to overcomplicate it with the details of the story. But the yeah, but you've been making the, the story. Yeah, you different. know the details. All I'm saying is the power of the network. So while there are some developers who are having a very hard time finding windows, Kevin and his network have been together to find said windows. That's all I'm saying. That is so true. It's the same thing on any of the projects that you're working on. So it's not only important that you build relationships with people who are in real estate that it's also or who do real estate and real estate investing, but it's also important to build relationships with vendors. It's mm -hmm. important to build relationships with subcontractors because everybody wants to know who's Who's the who that can get you what you need? And if you know the right people and you um, do right by those people, then again, your network is your wealth. So you can have your, your network can be a wealth in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. There's the people that normalize what we do and the, the profits and the losses. There's the network of people who can help you to get the things that you need materials wise and then there's also a network of people who can help you learn those curb those lessons right those very expensive lessons somebody can just kind of give you the game and that's worth its expense in spades if i do say so myself no true story i agree i think that was a good summation okay thank you well for those of you who who don't know um or we haven't really talked much about it yet. In marriage and real estate, our goal is to create 
a network of like-minded people to come together. And as we grow and this family grows, you know, our goal is to put other couples together that that plan on spending time together. So look forward to things coming in the future, um, marriage, real estate society and other opportunities to get with other couples like that. Um, but other than that, you know, concentrate and, and be very strategic in who you spend your time with and your network is your net worth. Cool. That's true. That's All right. true. Well, this is the marriage and real estate podcast. It's Kevin. It's Aisha. We out. <laughs>